Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to another enlightening episode of our NCRI Women's Committee podcast. Today, we'll be delving into two critical developments that are making waves the resurgence of the guidance patrols and the contentious hijab and chastity bill. Let's start by addressing the recent return of the guidance patrols. Can you shed light on the impact as well as the methods and tactics employed by these patrols to enforce the compulsory hijab? Certainly. This move signifies uh, the regime's determination to tighten its grip on social norms and personal freedoms, particularly after facing widespread uprisings. The patrols employ advanced facial recognition technology, placing surveillance cameras in various public spaces. They're tasked with identifying and penalizing women who defy the hijab code, imposing heavy fines, imprisonment, and even resorting to public humiliation, such as assigning women to wash corpses in morgues. It's a chilling example of how the regime seeks to control and intimidate women into submission. Staggering statistics on the record of suppression of women since March. Yes, on the 14th of June, a state security force official announced that since the 15th of April, the police had sent almost 1 million SMS warning messages to women captured unveiled in their cars. The SSF issued 130,000 plus SMS messages requiring the immobilization of vehicles for a specific duration confiscated 2,000 cars and referred more than 4,000 repeat offenders to the judiciary across the country. The spokesperson for the Iranian judiciary also reported that from March 21st to July 22nd, 2,251 cases were filed against women who removed their hijabs. Out of these cases, 825 resulted in convictions. Uh, there have also been official directives instructing hospitals, museums, tourist attractions, banks, restaurants, etc., to prevent unveiled women from entering and from receiving services. The latest development has been uh, Tehran municipality's move to employ 400 veil watchers with an exorbitant monthly salary of 12 million tumans to prevent unveiled women from entering the metro stations and reporting them to the police. Wow, that's 5 billion tumans per month spent on hijab. While the worn-out public transportation fleet and other urban facilities have caused widespread dissatisfaction. Now, the public reaction has been powerful with instances of resistance and clashes. How do you view this dynamic between citizens and security forces? The public's response reflects their growing frustration and determination to resist these oppressive measures. Iranians, particularly women, are refusing to be silenced. Clashes between citizens and security forces highlight the deep-seated uh, social tensions and the regime's desperation to suppress dissent. Could you please provide our listeners with an overview of the evolving stance of Iranian authorities on this matter? Uh, certainly. On the 24th of May, the legal deputy of the Iranian judiciary made an announcement. He revealed that the authorities are contemplating a shift in categorizing the removal of the veil. 
Instead of deeming it a crime, it would be considered an offense. This change reflects a consensus within the judiciary that not all instances of veil removal are equal as motivations can vary. The idea is to avoid creating a criminal record for those involved. Now moving on to a significant development, could you elaborate on the protection of hijab and chastity bill and the subsequent supporting hijab and chastity bill that was introduced to the Iranian parliament? Absolutely. The protection of hijab and chastity bill comprising 15 articles was initially proposed by the Iranian judiciary. It seeks to address the issue of improper veiling. However, on the 8th of June, the government made minor amendments and passed the revised supporting hijab and chastity bill to the parliament for double priority adoption. It's important to note that uh, the parliament found the bill lacking as it primarily focused on penalties, prompting it to pass the bill to the legal commission for further examination. Yeah, the implications of this bill are extensive. Could you detail the provisions within the bill and their potential impact on Iranian society? Certainly. Presently, the judiciary penalizes women for improper veiling as an eighth-degree crime resulting in imprisonment, fines, and even lashes. The new bill proposes a tiered system of fines based on the extent of nakedness. For instance, women who are improperly veiled might face a fine of two million tomans, while complete removal of the veil would lead to a fine of 24 million tomans. The bill doesn't just target penalties, it influences various aspects of society such as employment, education, healthcare, and more. That's a comprehensive reach indeed. Critics argue that the bill's priorities seem misplaced given Iran's economic challenges. What's your perspective on this? It's a valid concern. The bill's emphasis on hijab enforcement appears incongruent with the pressing economic issues facing Iran. At a time when the country is grappling with inflation and employment, prioritizing strict dress code raises questions about the regime's priorities and its understanding of the people's needs. And what's the broader reception and reaction to this bill within Iranian society? The bill has sparked a range of reactions. Some critics view it as a tool for economic exploitation, with fines potentially used to address uh, budget deficits. Others argue that the bill may exacerbate existing political and social tensions. It's essential to recognize that these measures touch on deeply personal matters and contribute to an atmosphere of control and surveillance. bill's influence extends beyond penalties. Could you elaborate on the obligations assigned to various ministries and institutions within Iran? Yes, absolutely. 
The bill obliges some 40 ministries and institutions to actively promote and enforce the hijab law. For instance, the Ministry of Economy is tasked with providing banking facilities for hijab-related products, while the Ministry of Communications is expected to expedite the launch of the National Information Network. It's a comprehensive approach that seeks to influence various aspects of public and private life. The paradox surrounding the bill's intentions is intriguing. Could you provide insight into the conflicting signals and messages being conveyed by the Iranian regime? Certainly. Uh, the Iranian authorities have recognized the inefficiency of the present laws to enforce the hijab as a religious obligation. In addition, punishing the lawbreakers with flogging and imprisonment would spark widespread protests by disgruntled people. That's why the judiciary decided to change categorizing the removal of the hijab as a crime and regard it as an offense punishable by fines. On the other hand, when they remove the religious obligation, they no longer have any justification to enforce the hijab on all women. Some of the regime's experts uh, cite the remarks by the Mullah Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei, who said, removing the veil is politically unlawful and the enemy uses it to strike at the country's foundations and distort its identity. Therefore, the Iranian authorities assert that the hijab is a red line for the regime and a top element of national power, and they would never back down from enforcing it. like our listeners to take away from this discussion? Well, it's crucial for listeners to understand that the Iranian regime's time is up. These developments underscore the complexities of the ongoing challenges that the regime needs to tackle. The people of Iran and Iranian women, however, are determined to get rid of the medieval Mullah regime. They have nothing to lose, as Iranian women and girls chanted during the uprising, with or without the hijab, onward towards a revolution. So it's crucial for our listeners to remain informed, engaged, and supportive of Iranian women who are standing up for their rights. Thank you for your valuable insights into this multifaceted issue. As we conclude this episode, we must remember that the struggle for women's rights in Iran is ongoing. The return of the guidance patrols and the proposed hijab and chastity bill highlight the regime's desperation to maintain control but they also reflect the indomitable spirit of the Iranian women who refuse to be silenced. The situation is indeed complex and the stakes are high. Iranian women are not passive victims. They're resilient, determined individuals who are pushing back against these oppressive measures. For more information, please visit the NCRI Women's Committee website, women.ncr-iran.org. Join us next time as we continue to shed light on the stories and voices shaping the fight for women's rights in Iran and beyond. Until then, stay informed, stand strong, and keep advocating for a world where equality and freedom prevail. <laughs>